It's Chris, the Dating Doc, and this is going to be a follow-up to my Breakup Recovery Podcast episode that I just did. You're going to like this one. Stay tuned. So I, I do want to apologize or excuse, maybe excuse is, is a better word than apologize because why apologize for being authentic? And that's really what the basis of this follow-up episode is going to be on breakup, breakup part two. This is something that truly, truly happened to me. And I, I would think it would be a disservice if I continued on my Myers-Briggs series because I knew that something was looming. I knew there was still this 800-pound gorilla where it is both a cathartic experience for me to be able to talk about my breakup, but also the more important part is how I've bounced back from it in a very genuine way. And what are some of the things that I've done? What are some of the things I've reflected on? Um, how did I avoid from getting into the wrong traps and getting into you know, this toxic cycle of substance abuse or emotional overeating, anything of that sort that may benefit someone who's out there who is still going through their breakup or divorce years later, months later, you gain a lot of weight, you have mentally or spiritually died, even though at work you're on autopilot and doing what you're supposed to, right? For your kids, for your boss, family, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, I'll take you on this journey again. And I will say this, I'm gonna probably repeat this again, is if you are wanting to reach out to me and say, you know what, this resonated with me, or here's my story. I am on Instagram, the dating doc same name as this podcast on Instagram, TikTok, any of those social media platforms where you can message me, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. Just search the dating doc. Why is this important? Because at times I feel like I'm just chipper jabbing alone. <laughs> I can see all the analytics. I can see who's watching me. And I'm like, man, who, who's out there? Who's out there listening? I'm speaking, but who's on the other side listening? So without further ado, I'm going to go into this next um, section here on the podcast, and hopefully you will enjoy what I got for you on this podcast episode. This is Dating Doc. Stay tuned. So I'm going to start off by saying this. And I truly hope this resonates with you. Obstacles are gifts. Obstacles are gifts. Okay? Think about it that way. And I'm going to tell you a true life story that's going to make you think, okay, well, this guy's a little crazy. He's on that David Goggins stuff. If you don't know who David Goggins is, look him up if you need some motivation. If you need some resilience kind of motivation. So... Back in 2011, I had a female friend. It wasn't, we weren't even sexual. We weren't, I'm talking a legit friend. I would be her plus one to weddings, um, uh, galas, stuff like that. She's needed a plus one. And I was low threat, right? I wasn't trying to get up on her. Found her attractive, but it wasn't one of these, man, okay, let's see what, you know, I wasn't giving her that giving energy, right? Which can sometimes be too heavy. Instead, I said, cool, let's, let's do her thing. Let's, you know, we'll go out. I'll be your plus one. Maybe I'll find a woman out at that thing. And I already got my, I already got my wing woman, right? That, that was kind of the attitude. 
And again, 2011, man, 10 years, imagine that. And uh, we met on Match. We actually met on Match. And I just thought she was a real cool chick. We'll do her thing. And thing was not physical. I got into a bad car accident, ironically, after I was on a date with this hot Polish woman from, from Match. Match was my thing back then. That was, that was right before Tinder, Instagram, and the algorithm apocalypse. But that's a whole nother subject. And I got into a bad car accident that night. I'm talking about this knucklehead decided to run two red lights with his buddy in his BMW and smacked into my Infiniti QX4. Luckily, luckily I had an SUV. And luckily, his car T-boned in between the front and, and back seat. If it would have been a head-on, I wouldn't be here talking to you right now. And I mean that. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that it's some motivational little uh, subtitled motivational video, go cast. No, I definitely would not be here with you. And I remember seeing my car's front window crack. And this was a tough vehicle. And I mean, my shoulder was out. I ended up getting a slap tear. I crawled out of the other side because I was worried it was going to be like the movies. The car was going to blow up, right? If it, if it compromised the gas tank. And I mean, I was practically crawling to the sidewalk. I lost my breath. You know, I was like, it was like hyperventilation. You know, this deep breathing, trying to catch my breath. And um, meanwhile, the drunken knucklehead is getting out of his car and looking at his front bumper. No care. Actually, his, the passenger side, uh, his buddy came over and checked on me. Uh, but the other knucklehead, um, the, the, the guy behind the wheel, just, you know, he, he was more worried about his car. Fast forward a couple weeks later, I didn't want anyone to visit me. I was tore up. I was on all kinds of painkillers. It was hard for me to get up off bed because I had two broken ribs. And these were the back ribs. So laying down sucked and I had front chest trauma. So it almost felt like when I got up, my organs adjusted to me standing up and it would hurt. Horrible pain, horrible pain. I don't want anyone to visit me because I was too prideful. And I had my friend who I met on match, right? My little non-physical friend. She came by and demanded, demanded she bring some barbecue. We got a place called Bill Miller. Shout out to Bill Miller in San Antonio. Makes some pretty good barbecue. I'm not going to say it's the best, but it gets the job done. She came by with that barbecue and I thought it was amazing. Amazing. Okay, you want to talk about love language for someone that I really didn't even you know, wasn't even on that level. And she brought barbecue when I, when I told everyone else I don't want them visiting me. I said, man, this is pretty good. But it's going to get better. You're not going to believe what happens next. Stay tuned. You might be thinking, man, come on. Give me the stuff. You want to talk about breakup? I, I want to give me, give me, give me, give me, give me the tips. Stay with me here. Okay. Be on this journey with me. Let's pretend we're at happy hour. We'll get there. So she brought the barbecue. 
I thought that was the ultimate, ultimate gift giving combined with back to service. I said, this is amazing. Guess what happens? I get turned on by her gesture. I was not even into her like that before. I found her attractive, like I said. Now, albeit I was on some painkillers legally, legal drugs, if you want to call it that. And I was turned on by the gesture. I was also turned on because I really wasn't doing much to myself, if you know what I mean, because I was feeling all bruised up. So we did our thing. We did our thing, and I'm not talking about playing checkers or connect four. We did our thing. We connected, but you know, it wasn't no red and blue pieces. Red and black pieces. What am I talking about? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, red and blue pieces were connect four. Checkers, red and black. I stand corrected. Did her thing. And drum roll. She, she's the reason I have a daughter now. She's the reason I have a daughter now. But this is where it gets good, right? When you talk about obstacle is a gift. The second she told me she was pregnant, she was crying, sobbing, came to my apartment. She couldn't believe it. And she says, hey, look, we got to go to a clinic. We got to... We got to get tested and, you know, I got to make sure this is certain. I kid you not. I kid you not. As a way for me to try to disarm her, I said, you know, I'm pretty hungry. I'm pretty sure you're pregnant. Let's just go to Whataburger, which is another San Antonio institution. Shout out to Whataburger. I'm not getting any kind of sponsorship money from this, by the way. And um, yeah, needless to say, we go to a one of those urgent care clinics and the doctor even said, yeah, more likely if you miss a period, you know, you're, you're pregnant, but we can do a test anyway. I was so chilled out. I did not see it as an obstacle. I was so at peace with the fact I was going to be a father. I was totally at peace. There was no panic. My only panic was me mathematically trying to figure out when my apartment lease is done so I can become a father. My first priority was becoming a man for her and being a father. It wasn't, hey, I'm going to become her husband. Oh my gosh, this is the one which is a whole nother topic, right? These forced marriages based on pregnancy, religion, family, et cetera, et cetera. That's a whole nother topic. I got my own views on that. But I knew as a man, I needed to step up automatically. It was no pressure. I was at peace with it. I, I, I liked the fact that I was gonna have a, a little munchkin, if you wanna call it that. But again, obstacle is a gift. I saw that where some people, especially men, quote unquote men, right? Cause there's some boys that are still busy. Um, scratching their balls playing call of duty and then the second they find out they're going to be a dad they're like oh my gosh does that mean i have to sell my xbox and 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 quit being a 15 year old uh trapped in a 28 year old body no it means you need to just man the heck up right so but again i I was totally at peace with it and i didn't see the i I didn't see that obstacle as, as as a challenge in a negative light and i saw it as cool got something new, new plot for this Netflix show called My Life. And I was really, really fine with it. And how does this all make sense to my recent breakup? The topic of this podcast episode, the subtopic is obstacle is a gift. This breakup here, I knew that I was going to level up the second it happened. If you want to find out all the funny details about the breakup, I recommend you listen to the podcast episode right before this one. 
funny stuff deals with Epsom salt and sticking up for a point of contact. Funny stuff. But, um, you know, that happened a couple weeks ago. And I was bummed about it. Okay. Uh, the first week, I, I, you know, there was this euphoria of excitement. Uh, and then there was a lull. There was a lull. Uh, I was feeling a little bit down uh, and out, mainly because I knew the obstacle was a gift. I knew at that time, my brain just needs a reset. That's why I'm going through this little bum state. Had a couple days, just two days of slightly getting off my diet because I was kind of getting away from, you know, I was hitting that variance on my discipline, on my rituals. I was getting to, I'm gonna eat a little bit more ice cream because it feels good. I'm gonna drink an extra beer because it feels good. In the back of my mind, I knew, I knew that this was that phase I needed to go through where most people are lost. They're just like moping and trying to figure out what's going on and they know they're overeating, they know, but in the back of their mind, they don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Matter of fact, it's already the light at the end of the tunnel. They just, they're stuck in a tunnel for a little bit. Now I'm gonna get into the good stuff on how I bounce back from all this. And again, obstacle is a gift. First off, I'm going to start off with something that I may have not included in the last podcast episode as part of that, the three pillars. And this is very specific, and I'm going to allude to it because uh, due to my other job, I can't neither confirm or deny. But I do recommend recommend a certain new, I wouldn't say new, but very popularized oil. It is legal to buy. Three letters make up the, the acronym of this and you've seen i'm sure plenty of pop-up shops that are selling this certain three-letter item that comes in oil form you can take it orally or topically and i will tell you this when you want to talk about resetting your cortisol levels and your anxiety this is a this is godsend Okay, and unfortunately, unfortunately, there is a lot of, uh, there's a stigma placed on this, this item. I'm sure you probably know what I'm getting at. Uh, you can, you can, again, reach out to me on Instagram, the dating doc or any messaging, social, mes- social media messaging platform. And maybe it's trivia. You can tell me what it is, right? You can, you can tell me, Hey, I know exactly what you're talking about. That had that really did reset the fight and flight, fight or flight response, and actually say fight and flight because both were happening around the same time. I feel the jitters of oh, I'm broken up, and then I feel the escape through the eating, through slight, you know, one extra beer bottle that I shouldn't have drank. That will reset your fight or flight, or fight and flight. If you want to look at it that way. I, I, I do recommend it. Remove the stigmas, okay? There's some unnatural stuff that's legal, you know, processed foods, fast food, cigarettes. Uh, this is legal as well, 
but yet there's a stigma because of the the industry that I work in when I'm not busy being the dating doc, and uh, it, which is unfair. But I do recommend that. I recommend that because you immediately, immediately need to get away from your that fight or flight response that's going to tell you to go out and drink, go out there and hook up, go out there and and uh, just guzzle down a whole bunch of alcohol, uh, eat what the hell you want, and don't even look at it in moderation. Be moody at work. Mm-mm. Reset your cortisol levels. Another way to reset your cortisol levels and, and, and get into that chill out is the grind of working out. And I know I mentioned that in last last podcast episode. You have to be able to tell yourself, okay, I'm done with my third quarter workout. I got to be able to go into the fourth quarter in overtime. What does that mean? That means you have to do a workout where you're not just sitting on on a stationary bike or you're walking on a treadmill and playing on your phone. No, you have to do a workout that exerts you, that gets rid of that umph, that that dirt, that mud from the breakup. If you're just if, if you're just going in there and taking some squat photos and going through the motions at the gym, you're wasting your time. This needs to be a breakup workout, not one of these revenge, I lost 10, 20 pounds, look at me now. No, you need to go out there and you need to make a diamond out of coal. Go out there, kill your ego, kill your worries, kill the past memories, and give birth to the future. Sounds very cliche, I know. But you have to treat the workout that way. Don't be this bozo that says, oh, look at all this weight I lost. He or she's going to miss me now. So what were you doing during the relationship? Why weren't you taking care of yourself? What's your excuse? Oh, they were they were they were mentally abusive. It's your own body. But going back to the subject at hand, work out to where it is you are outworking the grind. You are getting past the simple workout. You're now like, you know what? I'm testing myself. On top of the confidence boost, you're lowering your cortisol levels. So now you're like, okay, I'm feeling kind of good here. You can mix in yoga. You can mix in cardio, weights. But you have to go into that zone. Continuously go into that zone. That's where some of these questions are answered. What did I do wrong? Am I still worthy as a person? The second you feel yourself going to the zone and you keep challenging yourself, you are more than enough. You are more than enough for dating, for a man, for a woman. You're now leveling up in a very non-egotistical way. It's beautiful. Same thing with meditation. Meditation, you can easily go into that zone without having to do the the workout. I recommend finding Hertz, uh, H-E-R-T-Z, different meditation Hertz sounds that resonate with you. And those will help. Trust me on that. They will help. And um, the last thing is just being out and about. I went out on Memorial Day, which was days after my breakup. I was really down in the dumps because I was thinking about soldiers that have passed, that have given that ultimate sacrifice. Some of them are my mentors that are no longer with us. So I went through the breakup. I went through the Memorial Day uh, slum, you know, mental slum. And... I went out to to a bar just to get out, just to be out about in social energy, frequencies, vibrations, feeling that social energy, even as a natural introvert. And I met up with a cool Marine, 
you know, had some drinks. Next, you know, one of the regulars shows up and, you know, here we are fist bumping and talking about life and had a great time. I did not expect that at all. And that's the beauty of life. Obstacle is a gift. Or if you want to go plural, obstacles are gifts. Went in there thinking, okay, man, I got to get ready. I get out the house. I really don't want to, but I, I know I need this. Next thing I end up making some cool friends, and uh, you know, the cute, cute bartender there. She was, you know, she was uh, hooking it up for us and and uh, generally chatting it up. Even after we paid the tip, you know, she was just real cool about it. So nice personality there. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps. And I'll tell you what, this is a journey for me. Not all masters are perfect just because I'm a dating coach, dating expert, dating guru, whatever you want to tag me as. I practice what I preach. Vulnerability. And also being able to tell you what's going on. How I got up through the mud of a breakup. Because it's the same type of advice I'm going to give someone. I've lived it. And it's beautiful living through it. That's where I say, you might think I'm wicked. It is beautiful going through the breakup and not as a Jedi mind trick so I feel better about myself I truly truly feel like a stronger person before I met the woman that I would end up breaking up with and I could actually feel my frequency growing in a clean way I'm a much more aware person I'm a much more beautiful person I mean that in a, in a you know in a humble way But that beauty needs to shine. I need to be of service to people. And it doesn't mean they pay for my dating services, date coaching services. No. It means I say hi to strangers that are also battling their own demons. I help someone out if they drop something. Okay? If I'm at a bar, we both eye a good-looking woman, and he's sitting by himself, make that eye contact and smile and laugh. We have to be of service to each other in this very disconnected society we're living in that's my last tip be in this world unfortunately most folks that commit some of the most atrocious crimes I can't even detail them because I don't want to get demonetized some of the most atrocious crimes mass crimes are loners they are so selfish with their own energy that it becomes twisted Their energy and their vibration becomes retarded in a way where now it's expressed through crimes. Be in this world. It takes a lot of courage to do that. Be ballsy. Be courageous. Don't be a coward in your loneliness. All right. Dating Doc, I'm signing out. Love all of you. If you're rising with positive energy, hit me up. Let me know who you are. I would love to meet more of my listeners. Dating Doc, signing out. Peace.